Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian and this is very cool. Right now I've got the man from Germany. He is Matthias from the band Nasty. Matthias, how are you doing today? Yo, hello everyone. Thank you very much for having me. And um, I'm doing pretty fine. Busy, but uh, positive. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I like to hear that. And I figured you'd be busy. Now today, you know, while we're recording, it's Labor Day here in the States. But for yourself, okay. you've already done a full day pretty much. So what is your, like, a typical day been for you? Um, at the moment, it's mostly waking up and uh, preparing our son for the uh, child, uh, how do you, how you say this, uh, care mother, take, daycare mother, I oh, think, for daycare. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, then mostly going to the gym for Muay Thai class or just to do some heavy bags and then doing, yeah, kind of business stuff, either writing music or, or taking care of my closing line. Um, doing interviews and all that uh, stuff at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're also, I mean, one of the big things is you're preparing for Menace to come out, which yeah. is at the end of September. So yeah, you've definitely, you're on that interview cycle and then you've got the rest of your life going on as well. Now, we had talked last week briefly, we were going to set something up and then we, you know, we decided to do it this week, but we mentioned going to the gym, and then you just also mentioned going to the gym, doing Muay Thai and the heavy bag. Is that normal? Like, are you doing Muay Thai, heavy bag, and lifting? Is there, like, a uh, basically a schedule that you follow? Uh, no, it's at the moment, it's more like Muay Thai. Either I go to class, but that's mostly in the evening. But when I know that I can't go in the evening because I'm too busy uh, or just can't take the um, appointment, then I mostly try to go on my own and to do like a free training and then i sometimes do uh weightlifting also like combine both but i had like a i had like a time in my life where i was just focusing on kind of weightlifting and even powerlifting mm -hmm. um but now i'm more back to like the this the martial arts routine so how long have you done martial arts for um i think for around 18 years now wow but not not constantly so i'm not like what you would expect if somebody says like yo i'm doing 18 years martial arts so you think you can kick everybody's head off <laughs> i'm i had my i had breaks all the time between and i did some uh like i'm i did some ground game i did some stand-up but like not as continuously that i would say that i'm like a real good fighter or something i okay. want to maybe i want to do a fight one day but it's not sure if I can kind of have enough time and can prepare properly. So I see we will, we, we're going to find out. Yeah. You can, at least I would assume that you can defend yourself, you know, from most issues that you might have. Yeah. Some I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm pretty good in defending, but I'm too, too nice <laughs> guy to attack somebody. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And that, you know, that would be kind of anti what, you know, some of your music is about with how, you know, there's so much anger and aggression at times with yeah. some of your different songs. But that is very, very interesting for myself. I took Aikido yeah. for a couple of years and I've been looking to get back into martial arts. So now, is there a reason why you chose Muay Thai over anything else? Mm, I think it's very effective. Yeah. It's like... I 
you know, I don't, I don't just do it from like the, the competition sporty kind of um, choice. I, I want to be able to defend myself. And I think Muay Thai is pretty effective uh, if it comes to stand up. Right. So that's the that's the reason I think uh, yeah I, I chose Muay Thai. Yeah, that's a good that's a good reason to have something that you can actually use in real life for sure. Now the question yeah. would be, have you ever had to use it in any situation? Um, um, like I said, I I didn't punch much people in my life. It was mostly that I kind of just defended myself, like holding guard and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, that helped a lot. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I when we had we had joked around last week because you had asked me what I was going to do at the gym and I said cardio yeah. and he said what is cardio? <laughs> <laughs> I've never like I've never been a fan of cardio. You know what I mean? You, yeah. There's no pump. There. Right. It's just boring kind of, but it makes sense to do it. Yeah, it's the same so thing I, over I and over. That. Right. Yeah, and I think like martial arts in general, no matter which you choose for yourself, is a pretty good way of doing cardio also. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've done some MMA in the past as well. Things yeah. that mix a lot of different dynamics so that you're not doing yeah. the same thing over and over again. So you're absolutely right. Well, yeah, especially after the third takedown or takedown attempt, you know what you did already. Yes, <laughs> you're running right. out of gas, you know, like, what the fuck? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, no, no, that's that's great. It's it's great to learn about that part of your personality for sure. So we talked off air, and I know I know a fair bit about the band, but I did not know that you were currently living in Germany. I thought you were living in Belgium. Do you mm -hmm. mind telling people a little bit about what brought you back to Germany? Um, yeah, like we we say, Nasty is a Belgian band. Mm -hmm. Because at the time when we um, started Nasty, everybody from Nasty was living in Belgium. We were actually two Belgians in the band right. uh, and two Germans that lived in Belgium, me and Nash, our ah. drummer. And the thing is, where I was born and we grew up kind of is in uh, Aachen in, uh, in Germany, which is just five minutes from Belgium and the Netherlands. So, right. you know, it's like it's like no distance to Belgium. So um, we also grew up in Belgium of first steps into hardcore everything we did uh our first bands everything of that we did in belgium so we pronounced belgium uh, nasty as a belgian band but when i was so me and my mother moved to belgium when i was four years old and i think okay. i moved back to germany when i was 24 okay is there any specific reason why you enjoy living in germany over you know even the netherlands is there a reason why you like being there uh, uh, I can't. I mean, I'm German, so it makes sense to live in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I think like there are differences for sure in between Germany, Belgium, and Netherlands. But in general, I think lifestyle-wise, uh, those countries don't differ too much. You know, like right. um, let's say com comfort-wise, security-wise, all that. It's there are no really big differences. Okay. All right, that that definitely makes sense. So some of my, just so you're aware, the reason why I'm asking these specific questions is because I was an Air Force brat for mm -hmm. a long time. So I've lived in Germany a couple times in my life, you know, oh. just based on yeah where my where my parents were stationed. So I've moved yeah. over, you know, I moved around a lot. So one of the big things, I mean, one of the things I think people definitely notice about Nasty and yourself is that you are very fluent in English. You also sing. You know, you scream in English as well. Yeah. But the question would be, 
How many languages do you actually know fluently? Um, English and German and a little French. Okay. Uh, or drama or drama Nash and Barry speak pretty fluid French also and English. Um, I mean, Barry is Belgium yeah. nationality, but, uh, you know, Belgium had three parts. There's a German speaking part in Belgium, a French speaking and a, a part that speaks Flemish, which yes. is a kind of Netherlands. Right. Uh, of Niederlandish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. So, yeah, we are like three guys speaking uh, French and, and nasty, but I'm the worst uh, <laughs> <Okay>. in French. <laughs> when, so, you're, uh, when you're all together, is it English that you normally speak, or can everyone speak German? Uh, no, everybody speaks uh, fluid German. Okay. All right, so that's more, you would say that's more of how you guys communicate. Uh, yes. Back in the days of, of former bus player Ludo, he couldn't speak German very well. He's he's uh, did speak let, let's say German as I speak French. So there we had kind of a slang. We we mixed French, German, and English to communicate together. It was ah. a little stupid. Like nobody nobody else could understand <laughs> nasty when we were speaking to each other. In a way, I guess that's good. You keep your secrets. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's better. <laughs> I I unfortunately I used to be fluent in German. That was when I was very young. So now yeah, I, I was I was just asking you. So let's let's talk German. Oh no, <laughs> I I would embarrass. It would be so ridiculously embarrassing. Like now, yeah. if I go back to visit, you know, some old friends, I can pick up things every once in a while. But really, yeah, that kind of gotten beaten out of me. I was I was bullied very young as a kid. It's okay, one of the okay. you know it's one of the reasons why I picked up martial arts and and fighting and things like that is because, you know, lifting as well, is because of that. But when you're young, you don't realize it doesn't matter what other people think. So I yeah, kind of, okay. you know, I kind of got rid of that German very early on. So yeah. now that's why I don't have an accent for anywhere because yeah. I just, you know, it's it's very plain. So yeah. I do want to, we're going to talk a ton about the music. And one of the things I wanted to start off with because we're talking about language is that you have in the past sung in German. You've had many songs, actually, that have been sung in German, but on the new album, Menace, you don't sing any tracks in German. Is there a reason for that? Um, normally, we had uh, around one German song on each album. Right. And before we were recording Menace, we had two singles that we wrote in German language. Okay. Um, which was the main thing that I thought that I could kind of get into a few topics better in my, my in my mother's tongue okay because sometimes i'm i have a lack of english if it comes to let's say explain some more complicated things or to to picture some some things that i want to say better you know like in a better in a more how do you say in a more aesthetic way yes yes so th- that's mainly the reason why we sometimes have german songs also i mean because it's our mother's tongue so it, it makes also sense to 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 maybe mix some German songs yeah. uh, under the under let's say ninety percent English and ten percent German songs, but um, the focus was now I wanted we wanted to do have men as like in English to, uh, just in English only in English yeah because we had those two singles before in German already and uh, I think it's like you know we're on Central Media now yep. bigger label they also decided um, after they heard Manus they decided yo let's let's uh, also release the album in 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 the USA also in physical ways right 
So I think it made sense that we made the whole album in English because it's like more, because we're like, with Century Media, we're even more international than we have been before. Right. Or let's say more presented more internationally. So I thought we thought it would make more sense to like, so that nearly everybody could understand you because I mean, more, most people can understand English, you know. True. So is that the reason for going to Century Media is because you get greater access to more of the world, basically? Um, we've been at a point, uh, Central Media asked us, or, or we had an offer from Central Media for the album before, for religion, mm -hmm. already, but we thought we weren't ready to make the step. Ah. You know, um, because we know we are, let's say, a smaller band in a big roster. And I think small bands often fall through if they don't deliver or if the count isn't right. You know, like if sure. like the sales are not that good, then the next release supposedly may suck because yeah you know there are like more bigger players uh, to to focus on than your band in that case so we right. were like mm, maybe we want to grow a little more we don't feel we didn't feel the step and we we, we were very happy also with beat on hardware with tony who, right. who, who uh, does, does a really good job with his label but now we've been at a point where you kind of play with bands festivals and all that stuff that may have never heard about you, you know, like from a tour perspective, you want to do a, um, a support tour for a bigger band. Yeah. And then the managements are, ah, okay, we have this offer from nasty. They want to tour with us or they, you know, we have this, we could tour with nasty and then those managers going to be like, okay, what label are those guys on? Ah. You know, ah, beat on hardware. Never heard of that. Right. But if there's like century media and they know, you know, if you're on century media, they know that you had or have proper, output proper promo and that people know you worldwide you know what i mean it's, yes, like, it's yes. just like a more uh, let's say a more professional setup on the level because on the level we play now with nasty it's you know it's a little out of our hands because it's more business because the bigger you grow you know the more business is included and the bigger the bands you play with and the pool of bands that you yeah that that you played and are booked with it all works a little different than it did before you know what i mean right like, yep. um, so like the setup from for the booking agency a setup with a bigger label is makes more sense and they can put you on better slots easy easier and all that stuff so also we were on a point where we we, we were at a point where we were, were like okay we reached this already without being on a kind of a major label so what could be the next step if you want to make the band grow i we thought okay now it's the time to make a step maybe onto a bigger label and just take the offer from Century Media and see what's up from there. Interesting, very interesting. Yeah, this is your this is your seventh full length album. Yes. So to be able to go through, yeah, six and still make a name for yourself with a different label, and then be yeah. able to come in now. But I guess one of the big questions will be, you know, you make this big signing with Century Media. You've got Menace coming out at the end of September, but we've got this huge, huge pandemic happening you know <laughs> around the world so yeah. how does how does that change everything and this is obviously this is going to be a longer answer but how does that change everything for the band right now because not only are you releasing an album during a pandemic but it's also stopped you know the major tours that you were talking about any of the festivals yes. all that kind of stuff so how are you guys kind of dealing with all of that right now the main difference is before Corona, if the plans would have worked out like we, like they were supposed to, 
we would have been like at a new peak of the band like never you know like we have we would have been kind of yeah let's not say big but you know we would have been at a peak for the band like if sure. all the plans would have happened nasty would have been maybe the biggest we have been so far right right Absolutely. Uh, with, with yeah with maybe the biggest tour we planned a tour for october that can't happen right uh, a big headline tour and all that um so the big difference is instead of <laughs> instead of let's say fucking the world with our music the world fucks <laughs> us the world fucks us now and we and we are instead of the biggest we are we have pretty much the smallest oh. <laughs> effect <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real it's like worst case because we had a nice plan yeah. that would have played out perfectly we had the plan to stay exclusive not play any shows for this whole year instead of three festivals we stopped playing shows after a support tour in april last year right and then we only had like three fests and two more shows. So the last show we played was in November. Okay. And the next shows would have been three festivals this summer and then a tour in October. So, you know, we made the decision once, yo, fuck a job. Yeah. Right. And let's try to make a living from music, which is not easy, especially as a European band. Yeah. So, yeah. We already sacrificed a lot and and those years were already like we had no real income because we said we stay exclusive we're going to write this album and then when the album is out we come back with a big bang so yes. people are going to care a lot and come to shows write bigger numbers have more people at shows get some money you know even yep. if, if it sounds bad for a hardcore band but you know when you make this point you at one point you need to make some money somehow a little at for least sure. yeah, yeah. Right. so the tour would have been like the compensation for the t time we took off but then corona came all tours are canceled in germany there won't be any more shows till the end of the year till next year and i think ah. it's gonna go even further yeah um so we're gonna be kind out of business for two till three years oh, no man. shows no income nothing so we are at yeah to be honest we're at a really low point at the moment where we have to figure out other ways to get some money and to feed our families. Right. Which sucks. I mean, we, we decided to still release the album. Yeah. Because, you know, it's three years after our last release. So, and we didn't play for a long time. So we thought like, yo, if we don't release this album now, nobody's going to care about it. Not, not nobody. But uh, then we're going to be off the market like for two or three years. And, right. you know, no output, no new music, no shows. And then people may forget about us or don't care about anymore so we were like yo let's release this album still yeah even if it's kind of a dead release which feels stupid because it's in my opinion our best album best produced album on the biggest label and yeah we can't back it with any live show right so um the plan is to hit the studio maybe even next week already and oh. write a new album that we're going to release a year later already to promote the upcoming tour if there's going to be a wow. tour wow Wow, that's, I mean, at least you're thinking ahead. I yeah. mean, there are, there are lots of bands that have been very stagnant, you know, and especially like you said, yeah, I, you know, go ahead. Yeah, um, uh, our, our friend and manager, Tom, he, we had a phone conference, like a FaceTime conference when the pandemic hit, because everybody was still hoping, yeah, October is a long time to go. And I think we're going to, maybe we can do this tour still. And so I, we're going to make it till there without any income from the band but then the tour is going to be and it's going to compensate the loss and blah 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 but then we had this phone conference he wanted and he was like yo it's dark times that tour won't happen yeah 
don't count on that money. We now need to refocus on what we're going to do, how we're going to handle it, how everybody in the band can maybe make some extra money through a side job or something else. Right. Because um, the thing is, we all had other side jobs besides Nasty, you know, because you can't really make a proper living from hardcore. Right. Uh, so, but for example, Nash and Patty, uh, their job was in the music industry also. Like um, Nash is a tour manager, stagehand, roadie. Um, and Paddy uh, does does um, how you say does promote local shows oh, for Kingstar sure. music. Yeah, yeah. So um, and also my girlfriend, for example, has a catering service. And oh, when the pandemic hit and shows weren't happening, we it everything oh, just died. Man, you know, like Paddy and Nash literally had no income anymore. Wow. Uh, my girlfriend also she, uh, catering. You know, no show when there are no shows, there's no catering service. Yeah, right. Um, also, my side uh, of nasty totally died. The income, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Man. Actually, we are fucked pretty hard by COVID nineteen. Yeah, that um, I, that sucks. That is that's awful. Like, I hate I hate hearing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, we are realists, and uh, like like Tom made this call with us, and we already like Nash now is is a builder now, and he helps his friends building a house, and another friend he's uh, he's working with wooden stuff so yep. he helps him also um putty at this night he started a twitch channel oh okay which, which we are trying to build up now so maybe twitch is an option in the future because he's a really good gamer sure um so we're trying to find other ways to somehow get some yeah to make to make a living because at the moment it's not sure if we're ever gonna make or kind of can live off from nasty because even even if next year everything's going back to normal yeah like at the moment in Germany, clubs are dying, promoters are dying, uh, not dying, but well, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, like um, the uh, like the business is dying. Right. So next year, if there's gonna be like if everything's gonna be back to normal, let's say in June, yeah, then it's not sure how many clubs are still open, how right. many promoters and bookers are there, how many bus companies, how many backline companies, everything. I I think if let's say they pronounce that maybe fifty percent of the business gonna die but then you still have like the double amount of bands that want to tour next year right you know uh, the double amount of bands for just 50 percent of the promoters and bookers and everything wow so it's gonna be yeah you know it's it's not sure if we ever for every band you know like it's it's not sure if we ever can kind of yeah do it the way we we did now and what our life was based on right so we're pretty re realistic in this and uh at the moment just trying to find ways that in the future could 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 feed our families exactly what is very surprising to me and i don't i don't really trust a whole lot of the media here in the united states obviously yeah you know i'm in boston i'm in massachusetts and when you hear about other countries it seems like other countries have gotten everything together and things seem to be running closer to better or closer to normal mm -hmm. but the united states has a ton of issues so i'm very surprised because we here in the states hear that europe is doing pretty well that europe doesn't have as many cases and that things are opening back up but you're saying that it's not necessarily the case that you know for us we know we're not getting any shows for this whole entire year and then probably into till next summer if at yeah, all same likewise like same here 
All right, so you haven't, so you really don't have anything going on that's any different than what's happening here. But it seems um, like, I, yeah, go ahead. I think the cases are a little different. Um, right. I feel like I can just talk from what I see on media. Yeah. And I follow a few politicians from the USA on Twitter just to get my information somehow from what they post and for, especially from the comment section where people react to those posts. Right. And also from the media here. Um, like, um, I think that especially countries here like Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, like, like the middle of Europe, they are very, very um, careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are like, okay, let's, let's keep everything closed for three months more, even if we wouldn't need to just to be safe that sure. the pandemic won't spread too hard. Um, like in Germany, it was handled pretty good, in my opinion. Right. Uh, they could have, they, in, in my opinion, every every country should have, uh, like, do the, uh, should have um, told the people to wear masks earlier. Because sure. in my opinion, the masks are the most effective thing you can do because everybody that coughs, he will cough in his mask and won't affect other people. You know, it's yeah. same with the flu. If, every, if somebody wears a mask when he's got the flu, I think he, he won't uh, infect that much people as he would if he wouldn't, you know, right, uh, right. wear a mask. So, yeah, uh, but I think they didn't do this from day one because they knew there would have been a panic and they had no not enough masks to cover everybody. You know what True. I mean? Then yep. everybody would like run to the to the stores and fight for masks you know, yeah. because nobody knew how dangerous it, it was or how, how much the spreading would take care. Exactly. So I think um, like just from media, like not not to judge, but it feels or it looks from over here it looks like yeah the usa is pretty chaotic at the moment (laughs) (laughs) and and i mean i mean it's obviously that there are like two parties battling each other every cost yes you know what i mean oh no for sure i just i just read today um wait I, i just i made a screenshot i just read this today in german news okay um, that uh, is it called fact checkers? Yes, Here it's called Faktenchecker. That that just checks if something's legit or not. Yes, yes. You know, um, it this says that, <laughs> <laughs> that since 2017, fact checkers um, prove that he already told 20,000 fake fake messages right. or something like uh, what's that? <laughs> like lies? They they yeah. checked on the facts that he's spoke 20,000 lies since 2017. That sounds low. <laughs> that sounds actually pretty low. <laughs> so I read this and I was like, what the fuck? You right. know, I'm, I, I mean, it's just, I think the times we live in are just like maximum crazy. It's, oh, it's yeah. shocking and frustrating. And in my opinion, like I'm afraid of what's, what's going to come in the future. Right somehow but also it's like super entertaining oh yeah no, no. <laughs> you know it's like I, I think we're living i think we're living in the most exciting times ever <laughs> like, yeah just are, not there are robots yeah. just you not know, necessarily are, in a good way yeah, yeah <laughs> right there's 5g yeah there's 5g <laughs> there is there is a, a pandemic there's a worldwide lockdown there's a crisis like it's <laughs> there are crazy people at on at power of the most powerful countries of the world i mean it's not just trump you know sure yeah, yeah people are everywhere it's right and and i think it, it's going away 
where kind of nothing makes sense anymore. And people are not about like, yo, let's serve the people the best we can. It's just pro or contra, you know, like nobody, kind of nobody's doing things that really make sense. Right. It's just everybody fights for himself now and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, and I'm sure you see it on your media. But here in the States, it seems to be that you've got your two parties. Yeah. And if you follow one of them, that means you have to always agree with what that side says and always disagree with what the other side no. said. There is no yeah, more that, middle ground. Yes, that's what I try to say. Especially, yeah. you know, we, we also see this thing like the 17-year-old kid that I think shot two of those protesters. Oh, though, yeah. Or, yep. If I'm not mistaken. Then you have the Republicans that are like, yo, that guy's a hero. Right. You know? Yep. And then they have the other side, the Democrats, that say, yo, that guy's a murderer. Yep. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Even oh, yeah. If, and the, you know, the one... It's not that like, okay, it could be kind of self-defense, but you shouldn't run around there with a gun. It, yeah, and I think right. those guys tried to chase him down because he already shot or hurt somebody, which is make, totally makes sense, you know, which is kind of a self-defense of those guys also. Right. But, you know, but you, you, you kind of could like see in every detail and then kind of, okay, that's still murder, you yeah. know, and or. But maybe like not in this way, this way, but it's just like, yo, that guy's a murderer or he is a hero. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like because I am Republican, this guy's a hero for me because he shot protesters that are Antifa who are demons from Satan. Yes. Right. You know? <laughs> and who are a terror group. Right. There is no there's no fucking group that's Antifa. There's just like people that think anti-fascist. Right. You know, I mean, the USA freed Germany from fascists, you know, and then there's kind of half of the country, which is like, yo, those guys are terrorists. Yep. You know what I mean? And oh, it's, yeah. It's just like it's just like people that believe that fascism is bad. There's no terror organization or something. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, they build it, a structure crazy. on a belief. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy. And, and you know, here in Germany, for sure, we know everything about our past because mm -hmm. we have this every year in school, the right. symbolic right. what happened, all that stuff. And it's crazy to see the president of the United States like using symbols that Hitler used. Right. I'm not sure if you if you if you knew this in the States that he used to that he used kind of, a, I think, a red um uh, not square, like a symbol that that he used this to point out Antifa which Adolf Hitler used to point out, I think, um, people over here that were against his regime. Yes. Like, he used the same symbols. He, you, you saw the picture with the Bible that looked, you know, I yep. mean, that's not, that's not on, that's on purpose. It's not like, an, it's not accidental that it looks like this. And, and for, 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 you know, from overseas here, it's just crazy to see that. It's, oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I don't know, it's, it's, Maybe the pandemic is also pop, but I think the the world is kind of going crazy. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I the the sadder, and I'm not I'm not a huge political person, but obviously everything affects you know what you do. Whoever's in office yeah. affects somehow what's going on. So yeah, for sure, I originally thought that Trump was a guaranteed victory for yeah uh, 2020. Wow. Yeah. So I I thought he was guaranteed until the pandemic hit yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's i think he was very slow in 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 reacting 
you know, they were like, yeah, there's no pandemic. And then, they, yeah, there's a pandemic, but no worries. And on sudden, the pandemic really hit. Oh, fuck, there's a pandemic. Right. And, you know, that, like a lot of people say that Trump um, was way too slow reacting to the pandemic. What I think is true because the numbers went super high. Right. And, um, and now he's even like dissing Germany at the moment on Twitter sometimes and <laughs> dissing Angela, Angela Merkel and says like, yo, we had like, we, we handled the pandemic better than Germany or all that stuff. And for me, it's just like, <laughs> I think it's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to judge. I wouldn't say like, if you, if you are like, yo, I'm more like the Republican voter, I wouldn't really hate somebody or judge him right. on something you know what i mean sure. yeah, yeah. like maybe, maybe they got their reasons i mean everybody's living his own life and maybe they like the politics the republicans do is better for his life you know right. what i mean so but in the end everybody kind of needs to open his brain again let some let some oxygen in his brain to make this thing in your head think yeah. about stuff and just see like yo aha or president like 20,000 times already in right. three years. <laughs> and you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, aha, okay. And then there are just like facts. Okay, I think, you know, then he's like, yo, we made this safe and blah, blah, blah. For me, at the moment from overseas, it looks like the United States would burn. You know, like oh, yeah. there are riots everywhere. People get shot yep. for, for wrong reasons, especially. And it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's 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 crazy times. I mean, also in Germany, like the right wing, let's say the right wing is, is growing again, especially through this crisis, you know, because mostly when there's like a crisis, people get upset. Yes. And then it's easier to kind of manipulate them to to a to a certain direction. Right. You know? No, absolutely. And then that then on sudden you even have people that say like, yo, Hitler was awesome because when Hitler was there, there was no unemployment. <laughs> in germany which is which is true it is true which but not is for true that reason. because yeah because he took everyone either in the military yeah or uh, everybody was working for military usage right and right. but w when you then then you can say like yo that's awesome for germany you know yeah. for sure really bad for let's say jews or people that didn't fit in his regime exactly yeah but then if you but then, you know, you have a German that says like, yo, the German, it was awesome for Germany, but it was not awesome for Germany because five or six years later, whole Germany burned down to the ground. Exactly. And afterwards was divided into two pieces yep. for a good reason, because Germany just fucked up. Yep. You know what right. I mean? Because it was just like pure evil happening. Right. But it, ha but it happens so fast people even over here forget and say like yo in terms of hitler there was no unemployment every every german was a uh, was kind of safe and at work yet yeah but afterwards <laughs> millions of german people died all cities were fucking burned to the ground yep whole country was kind of dead and needed to kind of 30 or 40 years to kind of rebuild from everything you yep. know and that's and it and, and this happened for a reason yep. <laughs> you know right. for a good reason yeah and, and it's that's just I think people nowadays just can't chill and, and think straight. You know, it's just like, it's it's a war of memes. It's like a cold yes. war at the moment that is fought by from memes and fake news or news through that you get through Instagram. Or, right. You know, it's crazy. It's a very illogical and very selfish time yeah. that we live in. It's I, I liked what you said before where you mentioned, hey, if someone has the flu, if they would wear a mask, you know, that would limit 
the amount of exposure. But I can tell you for a fact, and I, I'm bad at this too, you know, before Corona hit, people would come into work and they'd have the flu and they wouldn't wear a mask. Like it wouldn't even occur to them to wear a mask. No, no, no yeah, nobody wear a mask. That's where Japan was like kind of future. Yeah. You know, like in Japan, so many people wear masks and you're like, yeah. yo, yo, this is crazy. Right. Why do those guys wear a mask? Yeah, because either they don't want to be infected of a flu maybe in winter in a train or yep. they don't want to infect other people. Right. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. So everybody now who is like, yeah, I don't want to wear a mask. Yo, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's like super egoistic. Yeah. Because there are really people struggling from this crisis. Even if you don't struggle because you can do your job properly in, in those times. But there are people that do. Oh, and yeah. if you would infect people that would infect other people, the crisis takes longer and longer. And those people are, are fucked. Yes. You know, so. And, and yo, it's a mask on your face when you go into a shop or if you, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Oh, but yeah, I can't breathe properly through this. Why? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's just, it's crazy times. And, you know, I, I don't want to be judgy or say, yo, that guy's an asshole or something. It's just, I think people could empathize. Is it called empathy? Also? Yeah, empathize. Yeah. If you feel for other people or if you try to feel how other people feel in their situation and so right. you take better care of that. Yo, I think just people should empathize more and think a little more and, try not to get crazy through all this and just to hate and everybody else is you know everybody else is guilty of what's happening you know that yeah i i think this is really where kind of the whole world could show some solidarity to each other and you know like i think such a crisis such a pandemic could be a thing where there could be like a restart new ways of thinking more love more taking care of each other like you know not yeah. that much bullying but I think it's going to the opposite. Like everybody's going into defense mode and yes. just taking care of himself. And yeah. So yeah, no, it's a little sure. sad to to see. No, it's it is it's extremely bad to see. It's sad to see. Right now, there's not that science put behind things. There's not that logic put behind things. Yeah. And it's got to be interesting. Like I hope people understand when they listen to this that you're in Germany, but you're also the front man to a hardcore band. And what people also have to remember is, remember, hardcore normally is against the status quo. You know what I mean? It's Yo. against certain things. But even you're saying, hey, we need to look at the world and make it a better place and wear a mask so that we help people. Like, if that's coming from a hardcore band, then you got to see that, <laughs> that something has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I also think a lot about things you know like I, i'm i think i am very empathic is it called em yeah. empathic you empathize uh, yeah, with people yeah yeah, yeah. you have yeah, a lot yeah, of i empathize yeah. a lot so especially in in those times where the news are filled with so many crazy stuff i i always try to like kind of look into the people like why may this guy say yo this 17 year old is a killer or something uh, a hero or something. hero yeah you know you know it's but it's i mean for sure you can't like get into everyone and, and understand the situation there are still people that are just assholes yes, yes but um but then but but you still can maybe see okay maybe this guy is just super afraid and hopes that kind of this party or this party helps him out or is you know just like what triggers his reaction maybe that's just the one thing that triggers him and he wants this to be out of the world or something so he would vote for that guy or that guy 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I, I think we're in 2020. Everybody has a fucking phone with the, maybe the whole knowledge of the whole world in it. Yes. We, we should know better. Yeah. And, you know, and even I believe in karma. I think if you do good things, good things going to happen. Like, and if you do shit things, shit things going to happen. You know, if you put sure. negativity out in the world, then for sure negativity will come back. If you put negativity out in the world, nobody's going to say, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You hit in my face. Now I'm going to give you some flowers and be nice to you for all my life. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> sure. it's, I think it's just not the way. For sure, you can't be cool with everyone. Right. You know, like there's there's like a line. But in some ways, we should like kind of all fucking stick together and just see what's best for the whole world. Right. Because kind of we are living kind of in the end end of days. You know, it's I mean, even like the, the heating of the whole earth and oh, all yeah. that stuff, they predict they predict like in 12, 13 years, there's no turning back. You know, like even if, if you cut everything off, still the, the world's going to heat up and heat up. And then, yeah, we're going to have some Mad Max shit here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> like I said, it's like the most, it's like the most, maybe the craziest, most entertaining, but also scary, most and, dang yeah. dangerous times for the whole population. Right. So basically, our whole message with this podcast is go out, <laughs> get martial arts training and start stocking yeah. up for the end of the world. Yeah. That's where we yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> Get guns, shoot everybody yeah. in your backyard and in your front yard. Oh, are you sure you don't want to move it. to America? Because that's what we're all about. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no uh, I, I think this, I mean, we, we wrote this album, Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is pretty much about really, really about that. And for me, like, I have this anarchy sign on my, tattooed on my throat. Ah, Yes. Um, and a lot of people ask like, yo, anarchy, haha, uh, you know, everybody thinks like anarchy is, um, yo, everybody's going crazy. There are no rules. There are no cops. So everybody's going to kill each other and purge and whatever. <laughs> but, uh, um, for me or for us, it's an ideal, you know, it's like the thought behind it. Like yeah. if imagine every human being on earth wouldn't be greedy wouldn't be trying to put other people down or to steal for own profit. Everybody would help each other out and would love each other. Sure. You know? Yeah. Then there would then there would be no cops, no no uh how you say no authority. Politics, all that stuff. No authority. It, there wouldn't we wouldn't be in need of authority if nobody would harm the other but right. help each other out. Sure. This is like the thought of anarchy I have. Yeah. Or we have, you know, it's just an ideal. I know this will never going to happen because humans are humans and you see what we do right. uh, since humanity is born or something. I mean, oh, if yeah. you look at the history books, it's always been violent. For sure. But for us, like this is a really nice thought. And this is what, in our opinion, anarchy would look like. Like, it's not like we stop authorities and everybody's going crazy. No, it's like everybody would love each other. So we don't need any authority. Well, it's the, it's the opposite of what's happening now and throughout history. So yeah. you have the idea of what we're going through right now as being a standard, right? Yeah. But right now, we have anarchy. We have, we have the amount <laughs> of things know. that are going wrong. So your form of anarchy is the opposite of what's going on right now. Yeah. But right now, it's anarchy. 
So the actual anarchy that you would want, that would be <laughs> yeah. the opposite of what's going on, yeah. would be love. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That, that's understandable. Well, let's, you know, we're going to skew a little bit back to, to music here because obviously yeah. I'm a big fan of this album. Yeah, we... We could talk the whole time about the world situation. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you, people love hearing that. Believe me, they they yeah. love it. So, I I want to get one thing straight for sure. Did you write Menace before the pandemic hit, or were you writing during? We were writing before, and then the pandemic hit, and then during. So oh, okay. we had like half of the album finished already, uh, pre-produced already, and then the pandemic hit, and then we needed to finish the album through the pandemic which was pretty tricky yeah i would imagine so so when you were doing that part were you all still getting together to write no. and record okay how did you do that that's it before we could do it and did it uh and afterwards we were just at first we weren't allowed to hit the studio at all so we kind of tried to write some riffs and stuff songs song ideas maybe in facebook whatsapp groups or facetime or something sure um and then we were able to go to the studio each person one but only one person at the time so it oh. was mostly me so it was mostly me like we tracked guitars per facetime like putty couldn't track guitars on his own like the studio guy needed to do it when we were on lockdown mm -hmm. so they they did it over facetime so and wow. the guy tracked and uh, andy tracked it so and then it was me uh who did the vocals then um we needed we also wrote a few songs then uh, in the studio itself um but uh, i did all the crew vocals on my own like we just did like 10 or 12 layers of my voice of different kind of voices i yeah. made <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we made the crew vocals alone and all that stuff but wow. um kind of i think menace is pretty actual like the cover and the meaning of the song yep. especially through covid right but um we the cover art uh, w uh, already stood before the pandemic hit and okay. also the song and a few songs that could have could have could be uh, like that fit in this time but there are also songs like blood crop for example that i wrote in the studio right after i had a, a chat with my girlfriend about how we how we could survive the pandemic financially ah. which was pretty frustrating at that time yeah so i wrote blood crop pre pretty much to lift myself up you know it's like um the bloodier the soil the stronger the crop yes you know right. it's like a motivation song like yeah the more you get beat the the harder you're gonna go go from there you know the, right. the more you learn and the harder you you bet the better you get out of this so I wrote my, to motivate myself and put yeah. myself up at this time, I wrote this song pretty much. And also for people maybe that suffer the same, that can relate to this, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's, so. that's crazy. Well, let me, let me give you a quick compliment. Another one. Mm -hmm. I can actually, when I listen to Menace front to back, I don't hear any difference in production. I don't hear a difference in, you know, the tone of the album itself. Yeah. So being able to record before and after the album still has a great flow to it. And there's not something that's just like, you know what I mean? It doesn't stand out of, oh, this must have been written during the, the pandemic. This was written before. You can tell based on the quality. There's none of that. So congratulations yeah. on that for sure. Thank, thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a struggle, but yeah, we somehow did it. It's also the first video we did. We asked people to send in videos so yes. we could cut them together because right. we had big plans for videos, but we weren't, allowed to meet you know to yeah. see each other so all that was thrown overboard 
Yes, understood. And now you also did a video for 666 AM and you yes. did the green screen. Yeah. How is how is that? Like I'd imagine having to do that, you have an idea in your head, but what was it like when you finally got to put everything together and you saw what was going on behind you? Um uh you mean how it felt to be in front of a green screen and yeah, and then when you finally and when you saw that finished product, I know you know when um, you realized. Yeah, we were kind of blown away. I mean, we had the idea of the look, how it should look. Yep. And we had like um, the uh, the video producer Daniel, um, we, he, who did an awesome job on that. He had like this vision also, so he showed us some pre-cut stuff from other videos where he said like, "Oh, it's gonna look like this, 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 this." So we knew what to expect. Okay. But we were still pretty much blown away because we never had done something like this before. Right. You know, it feels crazy to be just in, in a green room. Right. right. And, uh, but uh, let's say we are professional in those things. So um, you push the on button and we just perform like we need to, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we've still been pretty blown away by the outcome of the video. Like we're super happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was absolutely a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of random questions just because, you know, there's there's some stuff that I definitely want to know. So one of the big things that I that I like that I don't often enjoy, your final track on Menace, Ballad, Ballad of Bullets, and mm -hmm. I, I just screwed up saying that, Ballad of Bullets, uh, it's fully instrumental. And yes. that's not normally a standard choice. So I was just wondering why on this particular album did you decide to do that? Um, we did it the, I think the two albums before also yeah. already. Right. Because I think, I mean, we're pretty ignorant and we're pretty simple. You know, <laughs> if if we if we use yeah for sure, like if we use ten chords on the on the guitar, that's much already. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to. I don't. Uh, that's just how nasty is. Um, uh, so I think if you listen to a whole nasty album, let's say thirty minutes of aggression and yeah. chaos and beat down and you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I think you're kind of. Uh, that's enough for the brain. Like it. I think that's why I also mostly say like let's keep or let's keep our set or let's keep our or CDs pretty short oh, because let's say after tw after 20 minutes of listening especially on the old albums where we had no song real stru song structure like af after 10 minutes 20 minutes of listening you hear no difference anymore uh, you know what I mean okay alright so we thought it's cool to have like the last song something to uh, how you say like to, to Mix free it up. your mind again sure. yeah, yeah like to calm, calm down have some melody have something else yeah so you kind of cool down again and be able to listen to the album again, you know? Right. <laughs> because your head is free of, your head is free of noise, kind of. <laughs> and you, so you can, uh, you can fuck your mind up with some more heavy there stuff. You go. There you go. <laughs> and it's also because we like to, like the, the last tours we did, we all, like, we always had this um, last song more calm and melodic. Mm -hmm. So we took this often as an intro of our live shows also. Like, right. you know, it's a cool, like, boom, on the last click, Nash hits the pad and the outro is coming, which is actually our last song on the album, but just an instrumental. Right. Which I, we, we like pretty much. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I've, I haven't been able to see you live here in the States, but yeah. I have watched some of your big festival 
appearances like on YouTube mm-hmm. and you guys have a lot of energy. So I have noticed that that makes sense that that would be an intro for you to come out and do. So I do yeah. want to, I do want to ask one quick question about this. So obviously you can't do live shows and you might not be able to for a while, but have you thought about getting people together and doing one of those, you know, production live shows that you can charge and stream to the entire world and charge for tickets for that? Have you thought about doing that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny you, you ask because just today somebody told me about the idea to do it. Oh, okay. Like we had, like we had offers for, um, for I think one stream and like shows where you play in front of a hundred people seated in a, in a venue for a thousand people or like those cinema shows, you know, sure. where, where you're sitting in your car. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's nothing, that's nothing for the music we do. It's right. Like it, it, that's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can do it as, as a singer, as, maybe as a singer songwriter or something where people sure. sit anyway, but uh, not for a punk rock, hardcore metal show. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, I, thought about i i didn't speak to the other guys yet because just a friend told me the idea that for for example lacuna coil is doing this yes they do kind of a world tour um but then i thought like maybe it would be cool just to have like one one stream a proper stream with a good setup and a good sound um where you can also kind of deliver some energy through you know through watching exactly um just just kind of as a release show with a low ticket price but worldwide, so um, also the aspect of maybe getting some money and where we can live a month from or something would be yeah, nice. Right. But also, I think it, it would feel nice to at least play some new songs from the album at least once for for public. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but but I didn't speak to the others yet. I think this could be a nice idea. Um, like a one-off show where people can, let's say, like five euro or five dollars or ten dollars or something for a ticket yeah. worldwide. Um, maybe we couldn't even like do it for a good cause also, or let's say fifty percent of the profit would go for a good cause or something. You know, like to help some people in need. If it's just like the guys you'd usually work with, like your sound guy, a roadie or something, like yeah. maybe you know a little of that money goes to them also because they struggle the same like we do. You know for what sure. I mean? Like, yeah. No, I think maybe that'd be great. maybe that. Yeah, maybe that would make sense. I think Agnostic Front, uh, who was it, did that. They released a shirt, which the the profit of this shirt was uh, for the guys they work with, yes. like their roadies, tour drivers, and all that. So, which is an awesome thing. Oh yeah. We just at the moment, we we just had like kind of no time to do anything like that because we're like in this album cycles, and at the moment we are struggling really hard to get our, our bills paid. So right. Um, but I, this would be like a not, maybe this would be, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a pretty cool idea. Like to do a stream, uh, also for a good cause, yeah. not just, you know? Yeah. I think that would be great to, yeah, not even, not, not just to, you know, show everyone what you can do and what you've been doing, but then also, like yeah. you said, to be able to help people, but also help yourself. You know, yeah. we're going to, at the end of the show, yeah, we're going to have sure. a plug section and talk about it. But yeah, yeah, we also want you to get money as well, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, especially, you know, it, it makes sense. This like, okay, I need to be safe first because, before I can save other people. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like like in, the, in, the, in an aeroplane, when people are at the flight, they say, yo, mothers and fathers should take the mask first before they, right. before they put them on their kids. You know, because, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So... Let me ask you kind of a cliche question for this, but when you were making Menace, 
Mm-hmm. What do you think, besides how you made it, you know, with having to, you know, with COVID and everything, but what was one of the big things that you wanted to really put out there for everyone to show what you guys could do? Um, we wanted a better production than the last albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we plan to have no features on it because we wanted this, like, just us, only right. us, you know, um, and we wanted to have like a little more song, song structure. And um, I mean, to be honest, I think, especially in Europe, we grew pretty big, especially for the music that we do. Right. Um, but it's also often, yeah, and let's not say hard, but you also get a lot of shit, you know, like lots of hating and all that stuff because we often don't fit in. If we play on a metal fest or something, we have been actually asked when we played Wacken the security guys were like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing here? There's no hip hop show around here. There's a metal <laughs> show. And we, are, we were like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're a band. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we, we kind of wanted to, wanted to make a, what do you say? Is it to make a stand? No, the statement. A statement. This album? Yeah. Yeah, statement. yeah. Like, you know, we're coming on central media now. We knew there would also be lots of haters from the, let's say the normal central media listeners, like sure. the people that are more into metal, technical yeah, just stuff and stuff. For 100% sure, metal. You know, yeah. like, yeah, like you saw it on, on the, in the comment section of 666AM, which was the first output on the central media channel. But we expected this, you right. know, like people just don't get it or just, you know, for sure. We, we have a special, we do pretty special music. Yeah. Also pretty primitive, ignorant, hard music. So either <laughs> you like it or maybe you hate it, you know. Sure. But that was like, we wanted to make a statement. I mean, now we're on Century Media, which is in the music we do, maybe one of the biggest labels you can get on. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yo, here we are still doing what we do, still representing the scene and um, the subculture we are, we are from, oh, still in, still are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, nothing has changed and we were, we had some talks in the band like, yo, should we go a little more melodic, for example, to please the metalheads we reach, <laughs> we can reach out to now. Sure. But then we were like, nah, fuck that <laughs> because we're not, you know, we are not where we are because we try to please people with the music we do and try to be liked by people. Right. No, we are where we are because we do what we do. So I said, no, let's even get more ignorant. <laughs> let's do what we do best yeah for, for real that's real talk like i said let's do what we do best yeah but even better and harder let's try to fucking maximize what we do right and i think i think it i think it worked out i was i was yeah. no we keep melody out of everything just the outro sure you know and just gonna hit hard and maybe just like do some what i love maybe some kind of body count vibes in some songs you know like yeah you know, like a little more song structure, like to make the music more listenable, but still hard as, let's say, our first album, Declaring War. So right. I always say, like, this is Declaring War on crack because it's faster, <laughs> it's better produced, but it has the, those massive breakdowns and yes. beat down parts. and For whatever. Sure. In my opinion, but, you know. It definitely does. Yeah. I know I've gone through your entire discography. Like I said, I'm a fan. Yeah. So this was a really, really good staple in that discography for sure. And I saw what you were trying to do there. I think the one or two big things that I saw that I was maybe impressed by, surprised by, uh, was some of the more chanting singing in Be Careful. That that was something Uh, new. Yeah. Is that something you guys look to do in the future as well? 
Um, it, it was the first song we wrote for Menace, actually. Oh wow! And it, okay. I I I did it, you know because I'm I'm I started kind of a hip hop trap project. Yeah. Where I also sing in. Mm-hmm. So I just tried singing on that part. Um, and we discussed a little, like two guys didn't like it that much. Uh, three of us liked it a lot. Um, and we thought about maybe like delete the clean singing and put some, some, let's say crew shows or something in it. But sure. in the end it grew in everybody. And we thought like, okay, let's just keep this on this one song because it's also not this, you know, this typical metal core singing and stuff. I yeah. think it has it's kind different. of more balls, right, you know? Right. Yeah. It's different. It's, it, it has its own notes. Yes. Um, so we thought like, yo, let's keep it on the album and maybe there's going to be more in the future, but not for sure. Okay. You know, like we don't want to, it was not the move like, okay, let's put some clean vocals in it because people going to like us more or, or maybe a metalhead likes us more when right. we put cleans in it or something. <laughs> it was just like, yo, we tried this and we kind of liked it. So, so we're going to keep it in. No, no, it's, it's great. There's times where I, I really love certain things like that. One of the, another example is for Inhale, Exhale, yeah. where you basically have a combination of like five words and you yeah. still make that into like a two minute beatdown. And sometimes yeah. I just want that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need yeah, something like profound. I want that. Yo. Yeah. It's, to be, uh, I, just, yeah, just, on Saturday, I we showed a friend a few songs. Like I've been at the wedding from Tony from Beaton Hardware, our, our old label boss. We've been at this wedding, okay. And there was also Norman, who has been the owner of the first label that ever brought us out. He he released Declaring War. Oh and we right, him okay. A few songs. Okay. And we was that good life? A few songs. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that's uh, Ed, that's Edward uh, Edward ah, Goodlife from okay. Belgium. Gotcha, the, gotcha. The, the, the first declaring war, the one with the brass knuckle microphone on it, that was released through uh, Fuck This Recordings. Ah, that's right. Okay, gotcha. It Back was re-released. Um, okay, I gotcha. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was re-released on Good Life uh, to kind of get out of the contract. Back sure. in the days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we showed him. I I was like, yo. This song, Inhale, Exhale, is maybe, I think I like the energy of it. It's like super dark and mean. Yeah. And um, I was like, yo, this is a song. If I would see someone play this song and it wouldn't be my band, I would pit to this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't often dance anymore. Okay. But to this song, I think I would lose it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Matthias, I think that that was a perfect place to end. And obviously, I think we're going to have to talk again later on in the future for sure, because we can just talk politics, we can talk anything. I I really enjoyed (laughs) going through all that with you. But one of the big focuses, obviously, is that Menace is coming out on Century Media Records on September 25th here in the States. Now, I, I guess I should ask this real quick. Is it coming out at different times around the world, or is it September 25th for sure for everywhere? I think it's September 25th uh, for everywhere. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. So there we go. So everyone, you can obviously get that on streaming services, but also you can get the actual physical album as well as vinyls and merch. So I'm going to have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can make it very easy on themselves to support you guys, especially after listening to this, knowing the hardships that so many bands are going through, and especially yourselves right now with this brand new album that you're, you know, you're super proud of. I'm a huge fan of. I hope people really, you listen to this and you go out 
and you give these artists money, you know, make sure to support Nasty. So I will definitely take care of that. But until then, what is the best way to support you guys? Yeah, at the moment, it's just spreading the word, uh, maybe streaming something. If you're into hard copies, maybe get a limited vinyl or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's especially for us, it's the time yo, where everything like this is more appreciated or even more needed, let's say more needed kind of yeah. uh, to compensate. And not just for us, for every band. So, um, yeah, and, and for us, it's, you know, we are on, on Century Media now and for sure we would like to get some good numbers in just to show that they didn't do a mistake exactly. signing us. <laughs> so hey, in, in the end, just every support or even if it's just just like sharing something on socials or something or maybe leaving a nice comment or a like or something. Every, every support is appreciated, like always. Yeah. I, you know, especially in this scene, which is kind of not music for everyone. I think we should sure. all be like still support each other yeah no no i i completely agree i'm gonna have links to make sure that's very easy on people i'm also picking up the limited edition vinyl as well so i hope Thank other you. people yeah absolutely i hope other people will be able to do the same and once again matthias i really enjoyed this conversation i'm a Likewise. big fan of menace i'm a fan of yours i really hope that we get everything situated in this world so that you can come over yeah. here to the states and i can finally see you live that would be yeah, awesome. Without getting water boarded at the airport already. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It has to be safe for everybody. But at some point, yeah. I hope things get back to normal and we can actually, you know, do this live. So, yeah. well, once again, man, thank you so much for taking the time. It's awesome. I mean, this is one of the clearest calls that I've had and you're over in Germany. Discord yeah. works so well with this. So Perfect. thank you. Thank you very much for yep. taking the time and all the best and good luck with Menace coming out. Thank you very much. No to appreciate very much. And uh, yeah, to give us, me, us the chance to speak and uh, yeah, to promote our cause and for your time also.